Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Setting the tone for 10 a.m. Dusty Likens, Nick Schrute. Or maybe it's Nick Schwart, or maybe it's Nick Sherbert. Nick Schrute. Schrute. It's Nick Squirts. Mm. And you're, you are. Uh, a lot of, I get a lot of lickings in my life. Uh, you're the, you're the dirty werewolf. Yep. Can, can we get a howl? Nope. Uh, that's the nickname that I didn't give myself. In case you were wondering. So there are some people out there that give but themselves nicknames. But you perpetuate nicknames. it. I mean, it just depends on the time of night. Nobody at this station would have ever known that you were called the Dirty Werewolf had you not told them you were called the Dirty I've Werewolf. I've never once told him that. It's always Jay Binkley that says it. How'd he find out? Vern. How'd Vern find out? Text line. Serious. Are you sure about that? Hand of God. Are you sure about that? Somebody said, hey, Vern, you should start calling Dusty Likens the Dirty Werewolf. And before he signed off on a Royals show, he said, that's it. That's what you get called the rest of your life. Dirty Werewolf. I like it. And that's how it began. I want to be the Dirty Werewolf. And then sometimes, well, you don't have a name that's uh, like yeah, Rise I, of the Lichens. Yeah, but if I start howling, they'd probably think you were weird. I just, uh, howling in general is weird. I just, I'm not a howler. Okay. I don't even whistle. Howling, wolves catching strays here on Bink Sunday. Like, I was really jealous yesterday. I was out at my girlfriend's parents' land burning wood and stuff. And her brothers okay. and her dad are all Eagle Scouts. Is that like a euphemism for something? Burning no. wood? No. What does that mean? It just means that there's a lot of wood that we need to get rid of. Okay. And uh, But her, her dad and her two brothers are Eagle Scouts, and they can all, like, whistle very well. Like, I can just whistle the songs, but they have, like, this, like, they nail And, like, everyone was, like, at attention when they did it because they knew exactly how to, like, communicate. So it was nice to be in the wilderness. Why don't they just communicate with words? Because you're running a chainsaw and like a blower and all this stuff, so the whistle's more high pitched and being like, ah, you now know, when you, you hear the whistle, it means that you go to that noise. You don't strike, don't take this the wrong way. You don't strike me as. Definitely not. I know what you're doing. A big manual laborer. Not a big one. No. Outdoorsman. Nope. Just. But you're uh, just doing it to fit in with the, the no, future in law's family. Look, there was bush light and there was fire. Sign me up. Some people would say that's a dangerous combination. And it's and chainsaws and heavy machinery didn't use them. You said there were chainsaws going. I didn't use them. Okay. There was one chainsaw going. All right. And there were some leaf blowers in case fire got a little hectic. We were with Eagle Scouts. We were talking on the other side about what's going on here with uh, Troy Aikman leaving Fox for for ESPN the reported deal is 5 years 90 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So Sean McVay, who it was rumored Super Bowl week was flirting with the idea of retiring, which sounded absurd. He just won a Super Bowl, he's 36 years old. Uh, but but and then his wife the, let us know that he was not doing that. Yeah, but the, but at the time what we didn't know was we knew it was for a potential broadcasting deal. Mhm. And when Romo sort of reset the market for what these guys can make, you're thinking, okay, you know, maybe it's we're talking fifteen to seventeen million dollars a year, which is a hell of a lot more than any NFL coach is making. You could see why that might be tantalizing, but yeah, you're right. He, he quickly shut down the rumors via his wife posting a picture of him drinking a, a glass of of red wine. I wonder if he drinks the boxed wine like I do. Absolutely not. You don't think Sean McVay drinks Boda no, Box? He's, if he's get, if he's it's on twenty dollars for four bottles, man, that's value. He's on the West Coast. He's getting Pinot Noir from Willamette up in Oregon. So you're welcome. The deal 
Big wine. I don't know why I owe you a, a thank you for that. That was very descriptive, and it's very... Willamette? But it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Willamette. Willamette. Willamette? Yeah. No. I, I went there. Okay. there. Cool. Their grapes are grown in volcanic rock. <laughs> the deal that McVeigh was reportedly offered, according to the New York Post, was four years, $100 million. 25 mil per, significantly more than the $8.5 million that McVeigh is currently making for the Rams. Now... He is returning. The Rams sort of pseudo uh, announced that on Twitter as well by, I think they workshopped him into the I'm not effing leaving mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street meme. And then screwed over the Rams by doing so. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. He's going to get a significant rate. He'd be making eight and a half mil. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be yeah. 10 mil plus uh, to try and keep him around. But what is interesting about what Amazon is trying to do here? Thursday night football is never going to be the must-watch football event because they don't flex their games, and oftentimes they're the worst games of the week. So the only way you're going to get eyeballs on those games is if you have big name, big marquee names, big reasons to tune in and watch them. And Sean McVay probably, even though we've never seen him in the booth, uh, I've seen him on the sidelines. Pretty good-looking guy, pretty well-spoken Clearly, the broadcasting networks think he would be good at this. Mm-hmm. He might be able to get eyeballs. Al Michaels, Troy Aikman, right? That was, I think, the dream team that they conjured up. They're not getting them. Well, they're at least not getting Aikman now that he's going to ESPN. What's Amazon going to do here? Because what Amazon is doing is so much different than what CBS or Fox or NBC or ESPN gets to do is because those are traditional broadcasting networks. And the way that those those networks operate are much, much, much different than how companies like Amazon and Google and Apple operate. These are tech companies. They expect to operate at losses. They don't care if they lose a billion dollars here or there. It's a drop in the bucket for how much money they're making. Mm-hmm. Amazon won't. The, the, the reason why Amazon's offering 25 mil per is because it means nothing to them. They'll offer 30 mil per if they think it's going to get their guy and they think that's going to move the needle for what they're doing. Like these streaming wars are so interesting to me because Amazon is now five months away from the start of the season and they don't have a broadcast crew. It seems like it's kind of nut cutting time. You alluded to this on the other side. Mm. I don't know if he would do it. But would it shock you if Amazon comes out and says, yeah, we just offered Tom Brady a four-year, $125 million contract to come be the lead analyst for Thursday Night Football? So I re- I'll, I'll call that and raise. Would you be more shocked if Tom Brady turned down a record deal to do it? I would not be shocked only because I know that Peyton Manning turned down what was reported 20 mil plus to do Monday Night Football. And instead, but I think at the time he knew oh, we're going to do this Manning cast thing, these yeah, Omaha productions. Was, We've got bigger things in store. I don't sits really want in wanna. his basement, and he doesn't well, even. They don't even call every game. No, they do. Well, they're, that's eventually going to grow. Like I would he's imagine, open so. Pandora's box with that because then it's going to turn into like the negotiation process of like, well, they want to do they want to do a full season. It's like, well, I want this. Okay, and Peyton Manning's smart enough. I mean, we all knew Peyton Manning was genius when he went on Saturday Night Live for the first time and exploited his humor. Yeah. That opens up everything for that part of the whole scheme. And then you find out when he gets a job in Denver where he opens up every Papa John's he possibly can because of the recreational activities there are out in Denver. Why not? That's smart. And then he goes to Monday Night Football, and not even on their main four-letter network, but on their second network, he and Eli changed the way that we watch football. But, but think about this. But now. And then he could plant and move on. But that was easy for them to do when the main broadcast crew for Monday Night Football was uh, was Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Ugh. and Lewis Riddick. And now yeah. it's Troy Aikman and whoever they. They're not getting Troy Aikman and they're going to nickel and dime for the play-by-play guy. I don't know if they're going to get uh, Al Michaels. I don't know if they're going to be able to poach. Um, Joe Buck from Fox to, to, to you know bring the band back together at ESPN, mm-hmm. but they're going to get a big name there. Now, all of a sudden, that Manning cast, a little bit more competitive with this crack crew that they're going to be assembling for the main Monday Night Football broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, though, Tom Brady, $130 million over four years. Would it shock you if Amazon offered him that? No. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if they offered him it. It wouldn't shock me if he turned it down either. It would shock me if he turned it down because then I would know for a fact, and I would be shocked by this, that Tom Brady wants nothing to do with football. I never believed that with Peyton Manning. I always firmly believed that Peyton was never going to be done with football as long as he lived. 
And the reason for that is because of how long he played and with what he played with. Like, he didn't have an arm, but he refused to walk away because I think there is a little bit of an ego with Peyton. I don't think Peyton's a bad guy. I just think that's the way that that type of character is built. Same with Tom Brady. I don't truly believe Tom Brady wants to walk away because what happened? He retired, and then he didn't, and then it wasn't official, and then all these reports came out, and then Tom Brady got to do it. So for four to five days, we talked only about Tom Brady. And now Amazon, like you said, fits Tom Brady's asking price for whatever he wants. So I would be shocked if he turned it down because I think where you're going, which is brilliant, is the fact that Amazon has no one in their seats to broadcast football yet. And we are very close to the football season starting. Like spring, daylight savings time is in two weeks from today. So remember that. Spring is going to be here before you know it. The next thing you know, we're going to be talking about training camp. Amazon's going to have to build a team, build graphics, get people together. So what do you do? Well, what are we going to do? Who are we going to go get? Well, there's two names. There's Sean Payton and there's Tom Brady, both of which I think would be great at color analysts because outside of that, there is nobody else. So they know that. They know if you want to pull me out of football where I just came from, where I've just said I'm done with, you're going to give me, hey, Tom, here's a phone call from not Bezos because he doesn't, I don't think he uses a phone, but here's a call from somebody that runs the football organization Wait, for you Amazon. You don't think Bezos uses a phone? Absolutely not. Like for even for anything? He doesn't anything? need to. He has people to do that for him. He's like gone to if, space and thanked everybody that spent money on Amazon. Wait, what, what about like communicating with other humans in his life? Uh, tech. I mean, I don't think he uses a text. I think he uses somebody. That's, I think he says, hey, Rhonda, text this person. Okay. Hey, Dave, call this person. I don't think he literally uses a phone. Like even like to call his mother. Do we know his mom's still alive? No, but I mean, our daughter. And if he hasn't, lover. then he's probably got some way to like use a phone to get to heaven. But the thing I will say about Amazon is that they know they don't have anybody. So does Tom Brady. So does Sean Payton. So if Sean Payton and Tom Brady want to go on to Amazon's Thursday Night Football, they say, hey, you want to put me on your, you want to put me on your broadcast team? Give me, I want more than Aikman. Well, you've never done it. All I'm saying is I want more than Aikman. I'm better than Aikman. I know that for a fact. People will watch your broadcast because I'm doing it. And oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's NBC, but the first game of the year is always Thursday Night Football. Now, I think NBC does have the rights to it, but yeah, Amazon... Yeah, so that'll be Tirico, when, right? Yeah, when Amazon does get their first game, if it is Tom Brady or Sean Payton, the game's going to be interesting, but they know for a fact that people are going to tune in to see how they sound. And to be unfair about it, be like, well, they've never done it. We don't. No one knew what Tony Romo sounded like before he started doing it. And look where we are now. Number one team on CBS with Nance. You're way more happy when you see Romo and Nance than you are Buck and Aikman. Yeah, I, w I would like to get the text line's thoughts on this. Do you care who is calling a game? 913-576-7610. Hit us up on the Jays Southland Toe Service text line because I feel like we always have the guys that we hate. Like for the longest time after, after the 2014 World Series, it was we hated Joe Buck because Joe People Buck. People still hate Joe Buck. But here's the thing with that. And, and I, if you hate Joe Buck, that's fine. Whatever. If you think Joe Buck sucks, which is what I always hear, every game, doesn't matter what sport it is, whatever game you're watching, there's always going to be people on, oh, this guy sucks, I have to mute the game, he sucks so bad. Listen, if you think these guys, if you think like Joe Buck sucks or Troy Aikman sucks or Tony Romo sucks, it's like, go watch, go watch the noon kickoff between the Panthers and the Jags in week 14 when you're listening to Fox's number eight crew. Mm. You think you think Joe Buck and Troy Aikman suck? Go listen to those guys because there are actual broadcast crews out there who do suck, who you can tell haven't done their homework, who didn't talk to the guys, who haven't been watching the film, who don't know how to pronounce half the guys' names, who don't know who the third or the fourth receiver is. Like we we hate these guys because they call our favorite teams worst moments. Right, the the most heartbroken you are as a sports fan when your team season end. Guess what? There's always a guy calling that final play and giving the other team a lot of credit, and we don't forget about that. Or falling in love with what is the story, which in 2013 or 14 was Madison well, Bumgarner yeah. having one of the greatest postseason runs a pitcher's ever had, and Joe Buck right. had the audacity to acknowledge that. Imagine how people felt about Joe Buck in San Francisco when Patrick Mahomes ran wasp. Is that all this guy talks about how great this Patrick Mahomes guy is? Yeah. Because he just beat you with like 13 seconds. Not 13, but like a minute and 11 seconds. Sorry. It is what it is.
The NFL offseason is officially upon us. Let's make a wish list. One, two, three. What do you see? What do you want to see the Chiefs do this offseason? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nick Schwert with Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson. This is Being Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. Can you imagine if... Jeff Bezos gets the call and says, Bezos, hey, Jeff. I guess he doesn't have a phone, so somebody would tell him, hey, Jeff, mm-hmm. I got, I just got the call, and uh, we got Brady. Four years, $150 million, but he just signed up to do Thursday Night Football. Hell yes. <laughs> you think that's how he'd laugh? No, I think he sounds like the guy from uh, Don't Look Up. Oh, no, I have your entire life right here if you just leave me alone. I think he laughs like Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think he laughs like. I don't know what. I mean, when do you think is the last time Jeff Bezos bought a roll of toilet paper? Never. They did. uh, They had, uh, like a, a year or two ago, they had... Bill Gates on, I don't know if they had him on Prices Right, but he was on one show, maybe it was like Ellen DeGeneres, and they had him just like, they brought out a bunch of grocery store items and mm. asked him to guess how much it cost, like a gallon of milk, you know, like a, a bag of potatoes. Mm-hmm. And Bill Gates looked like, you know, somebody put a, a Chinese stone tablet in front of him and asked him to decipher it. He's like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's $8. He was worse than Zuckerberg on Oprah. $14. There's a weird cat there for you. Zuckerberg. Remember yeah. that video of Zuckerberg in there's, the in the backyard smoking meats? Grilling meats. No, smoking meats. Yeah. We are smoking meats. meats. Uh, our sweet baby rays. Mm. We got the sweet baby rays here. I was we off. We got on, our brisket. I was off on Zuckerberg. I think I told Grant this. Like the minute he came out of the water and he was wearing like a surfer suit and he just had a white ghost face. Now, a lot of people will say that that is suntan lotion. Um, you have your opinions. I have mine. I think he yeah, is. I'm with you. I think he is definitely like if he he did the scene from Terminator Two where Arnold's trying to show Miles Dyson that there is endoskeleton surrounded by flesh and shows him the hand. I think that's what would happen if Mark Zuckerberg were to like cut his arm down. That guy is a robot. Yep, just needs the needs a new software update. 
Need, need a new patch. Fix a few glitches there. Well. I was like, who, who are the top five people you're most convinced are robots? For me, Zuckerberg one, Jason Garrett two. Bezos. Uh, I don't know. I think Bezos is just a weird guy. I don't think he's a robot, though. Mm. Jason Garrett, for the longest time, I was like, this is a robot, but this is like an out-of-commission robot almost. Like, he hasn't been updated in years. That's why they finally had to let him go. I feel like Wayne Newton's probably a robot. <laughs> I found that Bill Gates video. He was on Ellen DeGeneres. He thought a bag of Totino's pizza rolls was $22. <laughs> Maybe in California. 20, what is it? The bag of four, a 40 count bag? Yeah, it looks like a 40 count bag. I feel like the actual price of a 40 count bag of pizza rolls is about three forty nine. Do you have the answer? Uh, they're doing it right now. I bet it's like three eight dollars. Yeah, like but that's probably like a different. That's probably like California prices. I haven't had a pizza roll in forever. That's sorry. That's one of the best air fryer hacks. Is the pizza roll top three? Pizza roll, mozzarella stick, chicken nugget. I never was a big pizza roll guy. I was more of a bagel bites guy. Big bagel bite fan. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the NFL offseason officially upon us. So just for the Chiefs, and I want to include everything. So even if you think it's a foregone conclusion, mm-hmm. i.e. if you're under the impression that Orlando Brown Jr. is absolutely getting franchise tagged, mm-hmm. if you're under the impression that Tyron Matthew is absolutely walking, give me your top three. What is your top three wish list for the Chiefs offseason? Things that you absolutely want to think are going to, or that you think are going to happen and you think are attainable for Kansas City? Number one is either the restructure or the walk away from Frank Clark. I think that's number one on my wish list because it's one of those things that opens up a new position for somebody else, somebody that you can go draft, get some fresher legs in there, somebody that can be a little bit more um, contract-friendly and also production-wise. But again, if Frank Clark wants to take a massive pay cut and stay here on a winning team, then that obviously changes that thing. I think number two, um, when it comes to wish list, I think they need to go find a, a true number two wide receiver. I don't know who that is. I know there's a long list of wide receivers that are free agents. I know there's an offensive coordinator in waiting, as we've talked about earlier with Matt Nagy, who had a receiver in Chicago that's a free agent that may be... I just don't know what their relationship was. I've seen reports that it was, you know, a little different than most relationships that you might have with a head coach and a number and a number one wide receiver out in Chicago. So I think Frank Clark uh, reconstruction or walking away from that contract. I think number two uh, would be going to find a a solid number two wide receiver, and then number three, uh, I think franchise tagging Orlando Brown. I think that's a big one too because franchising Orlando Brown. That'll then open up money or give you the money to kind of see the rest of the way the cap works because letting Frank Clark go gives you money, restructures. Yes, obviously you eat $13 million, you save $12 million, so a net, what, million dollars? You get Orlando Brown on a franchise tag, you can hold off on that contract. In the future, then you can have like Patrick Mahomes restructure his contract, Joe Tooney restructure his contract, all these guys kind of do things to where they can create money through in the balance, which is what Brett Beach is very good at handling that wise. So my top three, Clark, wide receiver two, Orlando Brown get a franchise tag, which I think are all attainable. There you go. So I'm going to leave Orlando Brown off of my list simply because he's either getting a franchise tag or a long-term deal. And if it's one thing I will trust Brett Beach to do, without any second guessing is that he's going to find out the best way to do it financially. So if it's giving them the franchise tag this year or structuring a long-term contract that still gives you flexibility in the short term, like he's going to find that out. So I don't really have any passionate opinion one way or another on what they do with Orlando Brown because he's coming back. We know that much there. He's not, they're not just going to let him walk. So I'm, I'm leaving that one off the list. My, my, my first one is that, I think you got to just, I think you have to let Tyron Matthew walk. Now I know, I think, I think there's sort of over the past six months, eight months mm-hmm. sort of slowly progressed into maybe the acceptance that Tyron's just not going to be back next year. Financially, you could still find a way to make it work. Now you would have to cut corners in other areas, but knowing that they want to invest a lot in the defensive line, 
I think that's almost a foregone conclusion you're going to do that. So letting Tyron walk and understanding that you're just going to have to fix this that that position somewhere else. I do not find it to be a premium position. Therefore, I don't want to pay for a premium player at that position. It's nothing personal with Tyron. I think he's incredible at what he's done. I think he's a great leader. He's a bit, He's meant a lot to this team, still does. But you just can't afford to pay a safety $17 million, 16 whatever it is, when you've got all these other positions, left tackle, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback, pass rush, that you're paying premiums at. Number two, I went back and forth on this, but I think the Chiefs need to trade that first-round pick and swing for the fences and try and go get a big-name pass rusher. It's not going to be easy to do, but I don't think at this time last year any of us would have thought they could have taken that first-round pick and got their starting left tackle, which is exactly what they did. Uh-huh. That, to me, is, is, is number two. I don't know how you do it, but there's always going to be a guy who wants out or a team who knows they're not going to be able to resign him and if they can trade into the first round. We've seen with the Rams now and how little they value those late first-round picks. They, I mean, Les Snead has went on the record to say there's really no difference between you know 20 to 30 and basically the rest of the second and third rounds. Mm-hmm. So why hold on to that late first-round pick knowing you're not going to get the value you need? And I think the third one to that same to that same sort of notion is go out and get the biggest name pass rushing free agent you can. If it's Chandler Jones, if it's Von Miller, I don't care. You probably get those guys on two year deals anyway, so they don't really hamper you long term. You know, you pay them fifteen, sixteen, seventeen mil per over the next two years, twenty four mil guaranteed, whatever it is. If you are going to go all in and fixing the pass rush, which I view as an absolute necessity, it can't just be one thing. It can't just be something that you address in free agency or just something that you address in the draft. I think you have to put all of your best assets towards fixing that defensive line because you can't win a Super Bowl without a pass rush. The Chiefs haven't had one for two years. Uh I think you go absolutely all in on trying to to find big names and guys who can help you right away get at the quarterback because we saw how much they struggled late in the season at it. But is there that guy out there for that? It's it's tough. I mean, at this time last year, again, we never would have thought Orlando Brown Jr. would have been that guy or that the Chiefs would be able to get him. Yeah, but I mean, like when you look at like a guy that you're going to play premiums with, um, there's guys that are like Von Miller, Clowney, those guys, like Chandler Jones is out there as a free agent. I just, I don't think that you need to to put a ton of money in, like, that type of vet when you have a guy who's already told you that they don't want to go anywhere, that they love playing here, Melvin Ingram, who we can all say that Melvin Ingram came on this team and changed everything just by attitude and the way that he used his game, which would make me think that that's a guy, if that's your, if that's your case, then there's your guy right there that you bring in. There's a guy that you don't have to pay a premium price for a premium position that you know it's going to work, so you don't need to go do that. You can save money in that department. Now, I get it with Tyra Matthew. It's hard to pay a safety, but when we get into the type of what is Tyra Matthew? Is he just a safety? He's not. Like, he's that guy in the locker room who has that voice, but, like, we saw this year a lot of times we saw the hands go up the the you know the mannerisms on the field didn't really look like a uh, a type of mannerism that you like to see from a leader that gets paid like that so i think that's there but i also think that the skill set is also diminishing from one Tyra Matthew as well so i think that's why it's hard to pay that to that position but i will say when you look at um when you look at where you want to spend your money in premium positions I think wide receiver is where that is because I get it. Like Melvin Ingram came over and proved that that move alone at that type of superstar is able to change your concept on defense and change the impact that it makes. And he did create a pass rush. Like he did disrupt plays and make this defense change itself. Now, I also think that if you were to go get a guy like a Mike Williams that you can go throw the ball downfield to and spend a little extra money on now, health has been an issue or a guy like, Allen Robinson, who at the time in Chicago, it didn't work out. But again, he was going back and forth with Andy Dalton and a rookie quarterback. So, of course, it's going to be hard to get on board. And you also had an organization that was in shambles that's just completely dismantled now. Obviously, one is a quarterback's coach here. But again, he's not going to have to listen 
to Matt Nagy as much as he had to in the past. He's going to listen to Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So that could work out there. So that makes the team that much better on offense because here's the thing that I'm noticing. The Chiefs aren't the best offense in football anymore. There's like four to five teams that have the best offense. So I agree that they need to get a pass rusher, but I think they have one, but just at a cheap price. So I think there is a, a very a very intrinsic relationship there between wide receiver and pass rush and how the Chiefs are going to have to attack this offseason. I want to get into that a little bit later. From the text line, the 785, we did that with Frank Clark. Look how it worked out. We need to draft heavy, not re-sign, retread trash. Uh, Frank Clark... Frank Clark had five sacks during the Chiefs Super Bowl run in 2019. So I'd say uh, Brett Veach probably not regretting that move for Frank Clark. Didn't end the way you'd wanted to, but you got some hardware to show for it. Coming up next, there could be a lot of big-name quarterbacks on the move this offseason, and there are a lot of desperate franchises in need for a QB. What's going to happen, and what will the ripple effects be throughout the league? We'll talk about it on the other side. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back in Six Ten Sports Radio Sunday morning, close to the eleven o'clock hour. Thanks for sticking with us, Nick, Dusty, Grant, all here with you on a big Sunday. I think you guys disagree with me, and I I find it hard to believe, but I am biased. Um. But I am all about spring weather. Like, I think, I'm trying to think. I think spring is the Wait, best why time. Are you, we didn't, we, we haven't even talked about this. Yeah, you, we, you, you, haven't you even guys, brought... you guys think there's at least 10 more days of 32 degrees or lower during the day. That has nothing to do done. with not liking spring weather. No, you don't believe it's here is what my thing is. Well, I'm not a meteorologist. Am I... I didn't say you were, but you seemed to be one this morning when you said, oh, we've at least got 32 days you, or no. 10 more days okay. of 32 okay. degrees. Okay, you want to do this? You asked us, you said, your exact question was, do you think winter is over? Do you think there are going to be 10 more days of 30? So I was just making a prediction with zero research or mm. knowledge on the subject. I have zero research. All I had was Jeffrey Penner of 41 Action News telling me that every single day next week's going to be at least 65 or higher. Do you know Jeffrey Penner personally? Nope. Just Joe Loria, Fox News. Rank the meteorologists of Kansas City. Mm. Busby, don't hold Le- back. Busby, Lezak, Joe Loria. Uh, I've been a fan of West Peary, new guy at 41. Um Man, after that, it's, I guess it really doesn't, I mean, Penner's all right. but You I mean, got Busby as your number one. I think so. I think that's just like a nostalgia thing. Really? Because I think a lot of people would have Lezak number one. That's fair. This is like a Jordan LeBron sort of situation. That's fair. He's fine. It's just sometimes he gets a little too excited for snow, and I just can't jump on board with that. Hmm. He just came to my elementary school. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm in. Yeah, he did like the experiments and stuff, brought yeah. the dog to the tricks. The, the dog, dogs and the kids dog is a sell. Yeah, yeah, that's... You have a dog that does tricks and is super responsive, and you're like seven-year-old Grant Nicholson. You're like, yeah. this guy rules. 
Wait, I'm going to teach my dog how to do that. Why is a that. meteorologist bringing in a dog doing tricks? Because that's part of the thing. He can like no, show you that he's like personal. He, he had his dog. Yeah, that has nothing yeah. to do with meteorology. It doesn't, but that's how you end the show. Like you break character. Was he a magician? With dogs, yes, and with predicting weather, apparently. I also no, I have a theory like that, that at all. I don't like that at all. If you really want a, a fun weatherman thing to watch, go watch Curb Your Enthusiasms, The Weatherman. Wait, Nick, do you or, not like magicians? Why are you so riled up about the dog coming into the tricks? Yeah, you because trick- that's not your bit. You're a, you're a meteorologist. You're a His bit is he has to entertain elementary school kids. Okay, then, uh, okay then coming up in the next segment, I'm going to pull a rabbit out of a hat. How's that sound? Everybody excited for that? That's coming up at 10, 10.50. It's not, but it's a metaphor. You pull a rabbit out of your hat every single day, Monday through Friday, from 10 to 2. How? In what way? You make it work. <laughs> that show's gotten better with you. Thank you. No offense to Serta, but you fit their personalities better. Magician, you made it work. You pulled a rabbit out of your hat. You do these things every well, day. No, make, Cody's going to try to find out what's real and gold is still fake. Or is he pyrite? Cody and gold. Pyrite. <laughs> fake gold. But see, here's the problem: is that pulling a rabbit out of your hat would make it seem like I'm I'm doing the impossible. I'm pulling off the improbable. You said it, not me. <laughs> I did not say it. I did not say it. I love my hosts, Cody and Alex. They are my fearless leaders, and I am forever indebted to them for the opportunity that they have provided to me. Okay. Quarterback musical chairs. Yeah. That is what this NFL offseason is going to be defined by. And I think the first domino to fall is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think that's what every organization is waiting to see what he does before deciding what their options are going to be. Now, the report from this past week, when he went on the Pat McAfee show and basically said nothing after the drunken Instagram post, he said he wasn't drunk. He just came off a 12-day cleanse, which, by the way, we we could do a whole topic on that. Have you guys read into that cleanse that he did? Mm. Yeah, it sounds awful. I mean, yeah. basically just expelled every single substance in his body mm-hmm. by all means, by uh, the things that he consumed, ghee, and then he was using enemas. Mm. We talked a lot about enemas on Cody and Gold this week. Talk about a cleanse. You ever done an enema? No. I've had a friend who tried to get me into coffee enemas. Mm. I guess it gets into the bloodstream quicker that way. Which then gets out quicker? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I haven't done an enema of any type, but I'm not saying I'm. I'm Would you have a bidet in your toilet? Oh, I want a bidet in my toilet. Yeah, bidets are awesome. If bidets you go from awesome. zero to ten, where are you putting the pressure? Dude, ten. I we did an Six. experiment. We did an experiment I like that. when my when my buddy first got one. Like if you put it up to ten, that thing will have a to the moon, dude. It's like a power washer. <laughs> It'll peel the paint off your wall. It, it will. Yeah. A fine wall. It'll it'll it will blow a hole in your drywall. Mm. I think I might put mine at a seven. Oh well, you like a little extra pressure. Yeah, and I think there would be a little extra pressure if Aaron Rodgers came to the Broncos. If you're doing Aaron, if you're doing Aaron Rodgers, so the the report from Diana Rossini when she went on the Ritz Eisen show was that she had heard Aaron Rodgers was seeking to become the highest paid quarterback in the league and was looking for upwards of fifty million dollars per year, which is a little ironic going back to last year with his grievances with how things were being handled in Green Bay and that there wasn't enough talent around him. I always I always laugh at this, like they're, like as if they're, when quarterbacks are going after their money, you know what, they should, they should. They, they should get their worth, maximize your earning potential. That's fine, but don't do that, and don't, which essentially is leveraging your franchise to the point where they can't go out and get other high-paid players to put around you because you're making so much damn money. You can't have it both ways. But if he wants $50 million, that's great. You're not getting it from Green Bay. There are other teams who have more cap space. Now, he went out, uh, talked to Pat McAfee, vehemently denied the allegation that he is looking for $50 million per. But the fact mm-hmm. remains... Aaron Rodgers, that domino, where will he end up next year, is going to be the first thing, I think, that sets everything else in motion. From there, I think all sights are set on Russell Wilson because Russ is another guy who's sort of in the same situation, maybe a power struggle between he and um, and Pete Carroll. And I think both of those guys are suffering or experiencing the same thing. It's not that they want to call all the shots. It's that both of those guys have reached the point in their careers and are successful enough to where they feel like they should be more involved in personnel decisions, which I guess I understand, but the flip side of that is 
Like, there's a reason you're not involved in personnel decisions because you're yeah. a player and you don't know about roster construction. You don't know about the finances. You don't know how all of this stuff works. I don't know how, how uh, much say Tom Brady had in New England. Like, I, I'd imagine he had input, but that's what these guys want. And I feel like there's always going to be a franchise that's going to give it to them. Yeah, I think that when it comes to Russell Wilson, real quick, is that we just haven't seen it work anywhere else other than Seattle. Now, with Aaron Rodgers, I think you can probably go ahead and believe that the gameplay is going to continue to be Aaron Rodgers-esque no matter where he goes, whether it's Devontae Adams, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy, or it's Deontay Johnson. With Russell Wilson, like, finally he got hurt. He hadn't missed a start in I forget how long, and then the thumb injury happens. With Pete Carroll, something always seems to happen where he gets figured out. So I think without each other, I think they both look at each other and say, hey, it's been great. We went to a couple Super Bowls. We won one. Time to move on. Let's separate it. That I do think happens. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, like you said, we could do three segments of Aaron Rodgers. I personally believe Aaron Rodgers found out what his worth is, and it's not in football. I think Aaron Rodgers found out that his worth is with people talking about Aaron Rodgers because for Aaron Rodgers' whole life, he's been a great football player. He's been a great quarterback. Where are you going to go to school? Oh, I'm going to go to Cal, from Cal. Okay, where do you want to play in the NFL? Love to go to the Niners. They passed on you. Where are you going to play? Green Bay. That's where you're going to play football. And then this year, Aaron Rodgers became this diva, became this sought-after attention uh, conglomerate. And now he's got McAfee. He could probably do radio. I don't think I'm with you. I think he got wasted and got into his feels and basically was saying, I think I'm out of football, but wait, there's more. I'm going to have my own radio program because Sirius is going to pay it because I paved the way for that. That's didn't, where I think that could happen. Didn't you, didn't you have a similar experience what? Uh, to putting things out there in the, uh, on your cellular device? After um, excessive consumption of certain. Oh, with my toe? I mean, I don't want to divulge more information than you're willing to divulge. But you know what I'm talking about. Sure. We've all been there, right? I think so. Probably. What do you do? You just own it or do you you bury it away deep into your subconscious? Both. Own it, then bury it, move on. (laughs) It's, I mean, so you're ready to move on right now. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's out there. You, you say, I did it. Cool, awesome, and then you just keep going. That's I was, what Aaron Rodgers should do. I was hoping to, to peel the curtain back and wondered if you would explain it to the listeners. That's what you like to do, though. What do you mean? That's the, we were talking about this earlier. We like to play into each other's Richardness. I don't think that's Richardness. I think that's just letting the audience get to know us on a more personal level. That's how you make connections with the audience. That's how you forge those sort of relationships. So we forge relationships with one another. And for me, something that you hate, which is magicians, I, on the other hand, can take this and say when we come back, Bobby Witt Jr. is important for the baseball season, but is the baseball season important to you? You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is my vibe here. I like this. Progressive alternative sound. Give us, come on, give us some lyrics. No thanks. Uh, I know Lord Huron is coming to Starlight, though. We'll be going to that. Who? Lord Huron. Yep. Ends of the Earth. Uh, take me back to the night we met. This is why it would work with Laszlo and I. I could have a conversation about this, and he could segue to sports, and I could be like, Who's the Tom Brady of alternative music? And he might be like, yeah, it's, yeah that's really cool. That's really, it feels really awesome Sorry for me. As I'm, no, it's no, it's a cool feeling as we're sitting here doing a radio show together and you're just like daydreaming about hosting it with somebody else. Not hosting, just being a segment on, uh, 
Alt 96.5. But either way, the, the equation does not involve me. I love it when you guys text me and ask me if I can do like a segment with you guys on the show. I'm always like, yeah, unless it's like last minute timing and I can't figure things out. Yeah, but if the roles were reversed, you wouldn't be texting me to do a segment with you. You'd be texting Laszlo to do a segment with you. You see why you see no, why this is offended. Offended. Not, you see no, why because, I'm offended by this? No, you shouldn't be. See, this is pure example of like the guy being jealous of somebody that the girlfriend's friend with that's a guy, but you know for a fact he's way like below her league and you're you're right where it needs to be and you're like, So Yeah. So what's that about? My girlfriend does have some friends, some guy friends, but I gotta meet him first and I'll I'll size him up and like, And as long as none of them are like Yeah, you know yeah, exactly Chucks yeah. that are like, Hey, what's going on? at like two in the morning, you're like, What? Yeah, Why is he texting you at two in the morning? We're just, we've always been friends. You're like, not anymore. You're not like, have you done that? Have you had, had to put your foot down on that? No, no, not to that extent. But I mean, like never have I had to worry about that because it's all about trust. Yeah. When I first started dating my girlfriend, she has a lot of guy friends, but they're always like friends with couples, but they'll, yeah. they'll sort of intermingle and. You know, you meet them. You're kind of like, this is sort of weird. This dynamic isn't something I'm used to. And then you meet them for the first time. You say, okay, never mind. Not worried about it. Yeah, I've never had like a meet the parents experience where like you go to a guy's house and yeah. like there's old pictures of when they dated. You're like, why would that be up still? <laughs> yeah, she was, she was, she was dynamite, man. Like, what did he call it? What a fox. Yeah, what a fox. Yeah, <laughs> lucky guy, Greg. Or you might call it a hopa. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've never had to really have to worry about that. Well, good. I'm happy you're in a committed, happy, healthy relationship. Yeah. Even though you try to tear it down. That, that, that was not a trick question or a dubious comment at all. That's just what you do, though. Like, you're just that guy. <laughs> that, that is so unfair. Like, you probably do that with Cody. Like, you're in a happy, lovely marriage. And Cody's just, like, does one flinch. And you're like, why'd you move your left elbow? Does that mean you're not in a happy relationship, Cody? No, you no, you didn't. I I just said I'm happy you're in a healthy relationship because you just Thank laid you. out the reasons why you are in a healthy relationship, and you're just like, eh, okay. A lot of salmon. That's why we're healthy. Is that, again, is that a euphemism? No. You just, say things that sometimes I'm like, is he speaking in code? No. Do I need to urban dictionary this? Nope. What does salmon mean? Salmon's just a very good replacement for red meat like if you don't want to have like a terrible heart go get you some salmon it's pretty good bobby witt jr yeah what about him did you hear the comments that uh he... i first off big hype train guy was on it way before a lot of people at this station just throwing that out there okay well you don't get and yes i saw the comments there's that no, rusty no, coons made there's no prize for being on the train first there is when the it's right i was here dusty was real fired up he wanted his credit. It's like Bobby Wood Jr. is going to get called up to Kansas City and then all of a sudden be like, okay, well, who was the first person to say I was good? And then Dusty raises his hand. He's like, okay, you're my best friend. Sh oh, man. Tell where, you what. Where are we going out should tonight? should be that way. Where are we going out? I don't know. Somewhere where he's picking up the tab. If I was in that Bobby Wood Jr. inner circle, I would then choose who would want to come with me. It wouldn't be like, hey, Dusty, remember we did that segment on Sunday from 9 to noon? Remember that? Who is that supposed to be? Think about it. But anyways, Rusty Coons said this. Not too many 21-year-olds that are a five-tool player that bring that kind of energy, smile, and exuberance. Last time I saw a smile and energy like that was King Griffey Jr. He'd bring everything every day. The smile, energy, and the tool belt. That's Bobby. That's what he brings. The other thing he said is the one thing they have in common is their competitiveness, man. They're com they compete. So you're talking all that talent, all that energy, all that youth, and now you're bringing in the competitiveness too? Yeah, you get to be a pretty special player that you have on your hands. That's Rusty Coons who joined Josh Vern your Thursday night. Every Thursday night you can hear Vern on Vern's Hot Stove, 6 o'clock, here on 610 Sports Radio. The importance about that, Nick, is not about who was right, who was first, who was last on the Bobby Witt hype train. The fact is, is what that player can do for this city, and baseball loves this city more than it loves football, and I will say that every day of my life until I die because I was here in 14 and 15 with those World Series parades, and I was here in 19 with that Super Bowl parade. Yes, the temperature was better, but the buzz, the vibe of the city, baseball captivated it more. Bobby Wood Jr. is how the Royals get back to that. Fact. Because if he is King Griffey Jr., the hell with being Mike Trout, which is what I compared him to, because of the tools, because of the elusiveness and everything that comes with the, the tool belt that Rusty Kuhn said. But if Bobby Wood Jr. is that player, merchandise, generations, youth, and the coolness of it, there's five tools outside of baseball that Bobby Witt Jr. can then fulfill.
And if he does that, then all of a sudden you have something different on your hands. You have more than just a generational talent on the field. You have a generational or generations of talent that affect a team and affect a franchise and the ways that Ken Griffey Jr. did. Because I can promise you, you're a little younger than I was. When Ken Griffey Jr. was in his prime, everything that I loved was Seattle Mariners. Everything I loved was Ken Griffey Jr. Video games, players, stance, jerseys, shoes, cleats, hats, swagger, Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, if Bobby Wood Jr. is that, then boom. That's all great. And that's great for merchandising. That's great for marketing. That's great for getting young fans. But that, that Mariners team with Ken Griffey Jr. didn't do a whole lot of winning. I think no. they went to the ALCS three times. Four playoff appearances in, what, a decade plus with, of Ken Griffey Jr.? I'm not using this to try and diminish anything of what you just said. Mm-hmm. Are you confident the Royals have enough around him or enough future pieces around him to where they're actually going to be able to do something of worth with it? Not just have this generational talent who is putting up great numbers but isn't winning at a high level? Because that's the big question. Is Bobby Wood Jr. going to be a star? Everybody seems to think so. Is there enough around him? Where you're going to get the most out of out of his time in Kansas City? That's the biggest question. That's why Dayton Moore drafted five pitchers. That's why the pitching staff is the biggest question going into the season because the pitching works. You put Bobby Witt Jr. in a lineup that has Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez, hopefully a healthy Adalberto Mondesi, and you can squeeze all those guys together. Put that type of you know next man up, run first, and and run the bases, and kind of use that aspect. And then you plug Bobby Witt Jr. in there behind Salvador Perez. Yeah, I think he's enough, and you have enough around him. The big question, obviously, is the pitching staff. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz with Grant Nicholson. You are listening to Bink Sunday on 610 Sports Radio. It was an exciting day in college basketball, but there's still a lot of work to be done for that sport. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 